how did the idea for this particular, for the, for the novel, come up? So it's. I, I have a little clue for it. Do you have a clue? No, I can't remember. So we last time we went to Cotswolds, I'm not sure it was maybe last November? Yeah. It might have been January. I know flowers are coming out, so it's January, February. Flowers come out early in your land compared to my land. April was still shoveling snow. So <laughs> we're, we're there, and we're driving around, and we like to go places that will hopefully inspire stuff, and we see a burger van near oh, school. Oh, yes, we're going to say where. Okay. There's a burger van near his school. We both go, hmm, I bet something could happen with that. And that gets the gears going. We start talking about that. Uh, yeah, and, uh, yeah. That was really the impetus. The school, the school story, which as you know it is, kind of a school story, but also the burger van and where that leads, definitely part of the story. And it begins with just seeing those two things and something magical, if I could use that word, clicks in our heads. Yeah. Was it, do you both need to agree that, or do, do, do one of you have the moment and, and, and start thinking, we saying play, aloud? We start playing. Yeah, it's instant play and, and run with it, yeah. which is how we do TV and yeah. we work a lot on, on, on games as well. I mean, we, sometimes we can, in fact, we get overconfident solving problems. I remember once on a, on a, a we were working away in York, yeah. and we had a big story problem to solve, and we went out for an afternoon to solve it. And actually, we cracked it in 10 minutes, and then we just had a really nice time in the sunshine. <laughs> no, right. And we weren't, you know, that just seemed normal. Is it? that ever an impetus for you both, that, you know, the quicker you get this done, the more time? If you're away from it in the Cotswolds, that if you can get this written in two days, we get four days to... Maybe, but also that there's the thing, what I think Neil's also referring to there, is you can't come too full-on at it directly. And when okay. I say there's a question like, in the current book, we're dealing with various things going on, and if we keep thinking, oh, what are we, you know... Well, who's really doing this? And, doing and sometimes they'll say, let's go take a walk. Well, let's go. We go to museums. I mean, we will go walk in a museum, and we'll look at a splotch of purple and orange, and we'll go, and one of us will turn to the other and say, you know, I've been thinking. And you haven't been thinking. It comes from some mm. other part of the brain. Right. That it, so I, I think I really believe you've got to let, let the subconscious cook away a bit on things. Because you can't, it's not a logical problem. We're not building a subway system or a tube system. You just have to let things occur. And that walk may be a way to do it. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, but also we both believe there's no shortage of ideas. And, 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 but through some fluke, we're both very, very prolific. Right. And we will just keep coming up with ideas. I mean, we've probably got 100 other chariots that we haven't written. Right. Uh, and we don't... I, I wake up knowing today there will be thousands of ideas. Well, yeah. I, but in, in this particular... It was, it was fascinating. You, you have what could be either a, a possible suicide, it could be murder. So one of the teachers um, at the end of a... a, a Sort of end of year party is found dead in, yeah. in, in the right. river. I don't think the first person to be found dead in the river, but uh, what was it? There was an intersection of, of drugs, of, of youth, of and a, but mainly perhaps of a, of a kind of authority figure who may or may not be quite what he seems. So somewhere in all of that, is that what excites yeah, you? Well, problem I suppose there was a, uh, from a, so intellectually, we had thought, okay, so this is the first full book that we're writing in this world. Mm. Do we need to? slightly change the tone and can the light tone mm. we've had in the novellas work so yeah, Neil's revealing we... a secret now so pay attention yeah. Yeah. but we did think maybe we can yeah. just take it down a little notch in seriousness okay. and so and I began to think about schools I mean my kids are now just mm-hmm. at university just finished university but while we've been writing this you know they've had their school proms 
the oh. sixth form stuff. I've seen the issues. You know, I, I can sense the stuff that goes on out there. And you had read an article, I think, because it doesn't give away anything to say. You read about the revival of raves. Yeah. That mm. The raves popping up. Well, actually, I read that while we'd already. I think I'd heard about raves coming back. Yeah. And also heard raves in the distance near us. And right. we don't live in the Cotswolds. But we'd a couple of times in the summer, last summer, gone out and thought. Mm. Where is that coming from? And nobody in, in the village. Echoing over the woods there. It's coming yeah. from somewhere far, far away. And so you sort of accrete all these little bits of things and then just mm. they fit yeah, together. The, the burger van. Yeah. Remember there was the hole in the fence? So there's the burger van right. uh, in a lay-by on the edge of a big comprehensive mm. and the, and the, with a wall and everything. playing fields mm. and a, a hole in the fence. And all the guys sort of sitting, smoking... Yeah. You know, having the burgers and reps, you know, sales guys in Mondeo's going by and parked up, and school kids. Mm. Now that school, wow, it, it looked ominous. I mean, just it, just it look at it, say, wrong. there's something criminal going on. Yeah, and there is <laughs> one now. way or the other. Yeah, yeah, and so that all began to sort of bundle. To, and yeah. the news stories about MDMA that were, you know, that and flow of that drug in and out of schools, so it came together. But he's right. We did go into this saying, well, because no, novels tend to be serious. And we, we did adjust, though, because what we felt halfway in was the tone of the series and tone of Cheringham, what people were responding to, is exactly what was in the episodes. And it was feeling like Jack was being less less Jack and Sarah less Sarah. So we said, okay, we have to see what is it that they do best, how do they really interact. And it was a course adjustment, but you know, we went from... 130 pages to 360, 390 pages. Um, so it's a learning curve. The, the series is, a, is, is for all uh, crime writers a, a challenge, and, and for some it's perhaps, you know, should I be stopping the series? How do, or how do you keep it fresh? Kind of Doyle. Yeah. You may have killed them off twice, perhaps. I don't know. There, there is a slight sense in this one of, of a of, of, of kind of hitting the refresh button in as much as Jack has been away, Sarah is, is sort of flying flying solo. But in, mm-hmm. in lots of ways, that she's in a new house, uh, she's not sure whether to continue. It, it does feel like a a, a, slight, a slight rethink. It, how do you balance the, as you say, the individual um, crime or murder in, in each story with with the, with the soap opera part of it that people I think do go. Back yeah, we to. did. We well, we that's deliberate. I mean, we 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 had to find a way to if new readers were coming to the novel, mm. and um, because the, you know there'll be paperback in Germany, so there's going to be a whole sort of print right. uh, audience for it. Had to find a way of reintroducing the world again. So we we thought, well, we'll we'll put a year in between the last action and this one, and then everything's changed, everything's new, mm. and that's an excuse as to why we're now describing the new house. And it's actually it's such a joy to be able to move the characters on to give Sarah. Right the house that she's always wanted and I know where those houses are and I've had to say to Matt okay if you go down this street in this town that's my tour you're standing outside a house and that's the kid's bedroom up there that's Chloe's bedroom this is their walk to school you know and then now she's got this cottage and we know what that looks like she's got a room she can dedicate to the crime solving because she can put up file cards posters have her computer there but also there's emotional beats we got by having things happen real life things happening whether Jack going back because his daughter's in a car crash um, we can actually get their real lives in there because they can't just be you know Mr. Mustard and Miss Scarlet they have to have 
personalities yeah. have their real existence going on. So I, for me, they're alive. When I'm writing Jack and Sarah, they're there. I like yeah. being with them. But it's only because that there's real feelings going on. Uh, but despite what our fans want, I don't think they're ever romantically going to uh, We so often get so close. I mean, you know, yeah. so you've got this, there's 20 years between them. They're yeah. both single. It's not impossible, but... And, uh, I mean, the sentences have even been written and then taken away. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Because we they just... They don't want to cross that line. It's... They're such good friends. There seems to be a crackle between Jack and another character in the in the novel, I thought. Yes. Well, that was right. good. That, well, yeah, that was... I don't want to give away who's that. Yeah, that was Maybe that goes somewhere, yeah. maybe it doesn't. Maybe that character's not gone for good. Well, Can maybe, I... Oh, maybe we'll kill her. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, we did suggest that. We did say that we might kill her. Yeah. How does that work? Uh, and that, that's fascinating. That the, the the parts of the book I, I found myself with a very small uh, daughter, um, but I did respond powerfully to mm. the, um, for want of a better phrase, uh, the work life balance, which seemed to often be as kind of thrilling as the mm. as the chase mm-hmm. of the murderer. How do you fit your kids in um, Sarah's sort of growing sense that she's not spending enough time with right. with her with, uh. with her kids? Is that that's obviously an important part oh, to have, really to have as well? Yeah. Um, Jack worrying about the state right, of his yeah, boat. Yeah, um, yeah. Right. But for the kids, I mean, she, those kids are going, and uh, you know that's why right. you've gone through that with your kids. Yeah, I'm well, they go and come back. Right, that's right the in the middle of that. You know, I've got one yeah. that has come home from uni here for just a few months, and yeah. then he's in the bright lights of London. He'll be gone, and the other one's still at the university, but he's really only coming back, mm. and you know, it's crucial times, and so we're having to adjust as all of our friends are, to a completely new life. So if anything, her, what Sarah's going through are, you know, my own internal concerns. Are you getting... Does the act of writing... I mean, this is a question I always ask writers, and you get very different responses. Does the act of writing this down shape it into a story for you both? Does that help you in some way? I mean, do you... I'm not saying it's, it's, it's therapy, but it's... Do you well, need... Well, you I think what you bring from real life... Like, I have a granddaughter, same age as your daughter... And Jack has a granddaughter. So I bring all the emotion I have for that little girl, who's the best person in the universe, (laughs) bar none. I bring all that emotion I have for her into writing how Jack feels about his granddaughter. So it's completely real. And then when there's pain, when there's loss, like Neil can deal with the fact that, you know, Sarah's looking at Chloe, he's going away. And he's... I can remember when his oldest went away. And he was... A little shaky, you know, the first one out of the nest. Um, so I think that plays into it. But I think there's been times where we've written stuff that certainly has made me maybe not cry, but certainly it, I'm, I'm done writing and I'm emotional. Right. I am from what I've done. And that's wonderful. I mean, I didn't set out to make myself cry and emotional, but when I'm done writing a scene, it's not that often because these are murder mysteries, but it injects me. And do you know what, what probably happens is I'll probably come in and I'll just lighten that. Right. You know, we've got, and it, because there's a, there's a certain emotional intensity that actually we, the, the genre won't sustain, okay. I think. Right. And so, you know, it's a terribly interesting balance. There. Right. I, there's an instinct that just says, do you know, I think that's one, one line so, too many. And I know you probably see my idiot and you right. go... Yeah, on the okay. other hand, Neil, yeah. I remember on, the man. occasion we do have the slight disagreements. On the other hand, when episode 24, which a big event happens with Jack, and then Neil, and that I, I wrote that moment, and he fired an email back to me, 
or maybe I got it the next morning because I remember that, saying I read that and I cried. Do you remember that? Yeah, under 24, yeah. 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 So, I mean, the more we can touch each other's emotions in this, the more we're like, as we say in the States, keeping it real. Um, but there'll be other people out there who respond to it. Well, yeah, because it's the human, you because know, we all have people we like, we all have people that are critical, we all have people we would do anything for, people we love. We all have our our own sort of peccadillos. Um, so well, that all feeds into it. One of the ways to read uh, Jack and Sarah, in a very vague way, it's about a, it's, it's about a, professional creative partnership and I was wondering how much how that feeds into the two of you and how the two of you work together um, I think it is yeah. about that. Um, we, we met on a creative lab in uh, Kent um, where we were both mentors and we ended up just making each other laugh I remember a lot of laughing and we should said we should try to find something to do together had you always worked on your own until I'm, that point? I think you've collaborated. Yeah, I, I collaborate a lot. Yeah, I like collaborating. But nothing that's gone this length of time. No. And also with the current project, which we cannot talk about, <laughs> uh, which maybe yeah. is one of the biggest projects in our life that we can't talk about, um, it's, 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 it, keeps, it keeps building. You know, it keeps, so we're in a really terrific place as a writing partnership. And, um, and also we have ESP. We don't need to actually speak our thoughts. <laughs> Neil can look and I know what he's thinking, you know, vice versa. So. What are the, the pros and cons for you both about, about collaboration? I mean, it's, it's com- company can be good, but it can also be bring, bring perhaps complications? Is um, I only be- see the good side, actually. Okay. Yeah, mm. I don't see any downsides at all. Um, no. I think if I were writing on my own, uh, I would get really depressed. I mean, I'm, you know, I used to work in story development, um, and so I would love working with writers. So my daily job, I mean, I, you know, I work with sort of movie companies running development, and we're having 10 writers in through the day, pitching ideas, talking together. I'd be maybe running a dozen projects and all the time working with them. So, you know, it's, it's, it's meat and drink to me to be collaborating. And, were you writing your own things then? Well, no, I didn't write. Okay. I, mean, I, I didn't write until I left all those jobs, moved out of London, decided I'm going to try and have a go at doing this myself. Mm. So I was a kind of writer monkey for 20 years, really, working in the film and TV industry and not writing and, and midwifing other writers. But always wanting to write? Always, yeah, always. I, mean, I used to write when I was a kid, and then I lost the confidence. And I, you know, so so it, collaboration enabled me to enter the writing arena again without any fear. It's, it's not me, it's us mm-hmm. two writing. Right. And, and I think the other thing, too, is both of us, to this day... We still do things independently, so you know it's not like we're not like Chang and Ang, the famous Siamese <laughs> twins, who are famous. Uh, that we, we do everything together. So Neil has Carney's doing some very interesting children's projects now. Yeah, I've got two. I'm writing two. I'm collaborating with somebody else. Mm-hmm. Two CBBS series. So that's children's animation. Mm-hmm. You know, 52 episodes. That's that's a big challenge in the next two years. Uh, um, I'm, I'm working two projects with my wife. We write for TV together. Okay. And we're, we're writing a, uh, a book and an app together for a, an established company. And there's another thing I'm doing with her. I can't remember what it is. Oh, yeah, we've just done a thing for BBC together. Okay. Um, and uh, I'm working on something else with somebody, right. somebody else. So this, this, this 
series is one of six things I'm doing. It probably takes up three quarters of my time. Yeah, and I'm also selling insurance door to door. Yeah, tap dance thing. You know, I have to do something. But you've got other books on the go. Well, yeah, I, I do other books. I just had a limited edition of my no- last novel come out, and technically, it's it's been optioned for a film, and the film is in the pipeline, and other games. So, yes, we do a lot, and these days even a lot more. But I think I agree with Neil. There's there's no downside because even when when he passes me the chair in the football. Basically, Neil disappears for three days, and I'm in that world. And then it's like we come back together, right. and then the football comes back to him, and he, he runs.